Okay, welcome back to the Blah Blah Show. I'm joined now by Shelby Thompson, founder of Unjected.com. How are you doing, Shelby? Doing awesome. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, Shell. Good to see you. You too. You. <laughs> yeah, so tell us a little bit about Unjected.com. Um, it's basically a dating site for people that were unvaccinated, and uh, you've gotten a lot of response from that. Uh, what, uh, can you just tell us more about what's going on right now with Unjected.com? Yeah, I'll give you like a little short version. So, you know, if you could imagine in 2021, all of your family and friends lining up to get vaccinated, you know, but didn't listen to any of our warnings. They're taking selfies with their Vax cards. You know, it just felt like we were really ostracized and alone and not so coincidentally, Pfizer had released their uh, cl clinical trials where they start talking about exposure to trial participants. Uh, it's actually page seven through nine. They go into inhalation, skin contact, saliva. Any bodily fluid was considered an exposure to a, a trial participant. It even tells men not to have unprotected sex after having a vaccine for up to 30 days. I mean, it just goes on and on. At this time, hundreds of thousands of women were reporting having menstrual changes from having the vaccine themselves, being with a vax partner, or even just working in a close uh, proximity to vaccinated. And so that was kind of, you know, the final alarm bell for, for me when it was, you know, we need a place as unvaccinated individuals to protect the integrity of our human DNA, unmodified. And uh, the long-term exposure to spike protein was unknown. And so Injected was actually born as an app uh, in the spring of 21. And we were soon uh, removed from the technocrats, Apple and Google. We were actually uh, taken off the store for misinformation regarding the COVID pandemic. Uh, which was kind of the, uh, you know, the launching point for us to really, um, to say, you know, we don't, you know, you can't fire us, we quit. Uh, and so then we've been on unjected.com ever since uh, for, yeah, dating, friendships. Uh, there's even community options, blood, fertility directories, literally anything for unvaccinated individuals. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so cool. You know, that we really need to do that today. Just I love how you guys you're just like. Uh, you, you're going on with life like there's still pe they're still pushing the vaccines. They're still, you know, trying to push all this poison. People are still not admitting. Well, it came out this week. 20 million people have died from adverse effects from these vaccines. And there's still there's still people that are not admitting it. And we can't wait to change everybody's mind. We have to just go forward with life. And I love how Unjected has done it. It's so awesome, man. Like created a whole new network of people, you know, that that yeah, it's and it's it's it's, it's, it's not even a cult. Does it it's not a cult I've been watching these I've been watching these weird uh Shows on cults lately on Netflix. There's one about the twin flames, and oh, then, there, then there's one about the the woman in uh, out in Colorado who turned blue. She drank all the colloidal silver, and uh, and and they had these these cults, and it was and you know it was based around that one was based around some you know crazy UFO stuff, and 
Uh, Robin Williams was apparently some kind of hidden master from Mount Shasta and stuff. And anyway, th that one is really strange. But this one about Twin Flames, they've started this dating site where they they get you to, they find your soulmate, whether you like it or not. And, uh, and they're forcing people to like change gender and stuff like that. This is actually a legitimate uh, website where uh, people can actually meet each other in these crazy times and, and find love. And that's a great thing. It, it makes it a lot easier to get all those questions out of the way. You know, you don't have to waste any time. You know, like I, for example, I had this girlfriend, she was out, I call it in the wild. Uh, she, she met this man, she, you know, oh my gosh, she's so handsome. We got along, we're getting along so great. Uh, and she says, Oh, you know, where do you work? And he says, I work on a farm. And she goes, that's so awesome. And they go out to dinner a couple days later and they sit down. She goes, so tell me like more about your farm that you work on. And he goes, no, it's not a farm. I work for, for pharma. He says, pharma, like big pharma. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, yeah. my gosh. do I just get up and leave? What do I do? Well, he's and probably not vaccinated. Yeah, right. Probably <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's like uh, there's no time to waste anymore. It's, you know, that should at least that's my first question. It's probably the first question for many people is what is your view on the vaccine? And, you know, you don't even need to go. 10 steps down the road to make it to dinner or go have a drink or do any of this. If you aren't lined up and you don't mesh on these, uh, you know, these moral and foundational things that we now have to deal with in 2023 and beyond, but uh, it's definitely, it's uh, the repopulation agenda is what we're going for. It's, that's how we fight back. It's just repopulate and, and outbreed the commies. <laughs> I, I agree 100% because what we're dealing with is a transhumanist agenda that we're, they, it's, it, it's not, they have us divided by Democrat and Republican, Coke and Pepsi, you know, and really what it is, the fight that's happening right now is humanist versus transhumanist it's not about transgender it's about transhumanism and i'm of the i'm of the philosophy that the best way to fight them is to live the best life that i can and ignore them and be a success and do great things and you guys are doing that yeah you, you create your you know own. you guys exemplify yep. and embody you know That's just going out and happen. doing it and i i know the struggles when you guys got canceled you know, that must have been devastating because that's the apparatus to do business in this world now is through all these social media companies and you got canceled. But, you know, I, I know that through that, yet you guys have gotten stronger in other ways. You want to tell us a little bit about like how like uh, the partnerships that then you get you formed because they did it to you. It it helped you actually strengthen this network. Yeah. And you're hundred percent right. Like that was um, a blessing in disguise. Totally. You know, yeah. When it was, when it happened, it was like, damn it, you know, they're always going to be on to us or, you know, when we get deleted off of Instagram nine times, you're like, well, just start over, you know, it's, that's how they, uh, you know, they get at our souls as, you know, warriors and, and fighters on this <laughs> fight for light and truth is, you know, they have to get it have to pick at you little by little. Um, but, you know, Going to a dot com, you know, it gave us a lot more freedom anyways. We don't have to 
follow these rules the app stores have, which are extensive, uh, you know, review processes, people bothering you. Uh, you know, they, they used to send me stuff that would say, you know, you delete these people, delete this content. It was, um, it was nothing that aligned with us anyways. And so, you know, um, and since then we actually partnered with the wellness company, which is where Dr. Peter McCullough hangs his hat over there. Uh, and gosh, now Dr. Drew, a couple of amazing, um, professionals have all exited the big pharma com complex, but uh, they actually helped us redo all of our backend infrastructure, which was what we had struggled with, you know, since the beginning. I, I didn't have any previous tech experience. Uh, I was just a mom on a mission. And so, uh, you know, now that we've been able to grow uh, the infrastructure, you know, now even more people are, are connecting and it's really beautiful. And um, one of the top questions we always received was, well, how do you, how do you verify people? How do you know that someone's unvaccinated? Are they coming in and just lying? And so one interesting thing that we do with, uh, with the wellness company is we have our members attest to their unvaccination status uh, by affidavit. So our members actually come in, you meet with an injected nurse uh, over Zoom we verify that you are who you say you are. You, you know, verify your gender. You sign an affidavit saying that you understand it's uh, sexual misconduct to lie to injected or lie to your partner about your vaccine status. Uh, and that's all before you can even enter the website. Um, we're going to have some more member tiers coming out soon for maybe people who are a little more like uh, like anarchist, you know, if you don't want to be verified, like we'll have options for you too. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been really amazing to um, grow uh, in, a, in a way where it's actually, you know, we're, we're sticking to our word of, um, of avoiding the spike uh, protein exposure. We, we really commit fully. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I love how, you guys just roll with the punches and are willing to do that. Like there are people that don't want to be verified that are not vaccinated and to, to provide that option. It's not like this whole thing is it's it, this whole movement. It, it, it grows and it, and it adapts at every day as we need to do it. And it's just growing bigger and bigger. It's so cool. You know, when you were leaning over to the side, I noticed something behind you there, the other side. This burn one? back better. Oh, the burn back better. Yep. Well, I mean, so, uh, you know, people know from following Injected that, of course, we're based here on Maui. And that was one of the, you know, struggles in the beginning was, you know, Maui was like 80% vaccinated. Uh, but unfortunately, you so earlier this year, Frank knows all about it. You know, we were supposed to head out to the ALAs, but uh, Maui was absolutely devastated by a tremendous fire. Um, and so, yeah, burn back better is part of it, but I mean, geez, where, where do we start about? So full disclosure, everybody, um, John and Shelby helped me do the American Liberty Awards. And I think it was three days before yeah. is when the, the fire happened in Maui. And so Shelby was about to get on a plane and she couldn't do it.
just north of Austin and west of Waco, Texas, my friends and soon-to-be-your friends, Clinton and Christina Rary, offer a wide range of fresh and organic products that go straight from their farm to your table. All of their products are raised and produced using regenerative farming practices. Their animals are treated with the utmost care and respect, ensuring that they live happy and healthy lives. Fafo Farms believes that farming should be done in a way that is both environmentally and socially responsible. Fafo Farms is committed to providing their customers with the highest quality organic and ethically raised products. They are open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5. If you live in Central Texas, schedule a pickup by calling 512-221-3245. Head on over to the farm at fafofarmstx.com, or you can find them on the X at fafofarmstx. Good evening, my fellow Americans. My name is Harry Balls, and I want to be your next president. As the candidate to become President Balls, I want to bring you the truth of my platform and projection for the next four years. As president, I will partner with the military-industrial complex, our compromised intelligence agencies, and the foreign influences dominating our economy to subjugate American citizens. I will embolden a surveillance state that will broadcast the private lives of American citizens as they attempt to belittle the power of the federal government. As president, I will divide the nation into tribal warfare based on race and foment civil war. I will also bring back unrelenting inflation and lockdowns as we vaccinate the public through strict mandatory programs that will implant a microchip into every citizen. To please my partners in the World Economic Forum and various globalist think tanks, I will further attack the nuclear family and prepare to send your children into the nightmare of a national draft. As I escalate World War III, I will continue to keep the borders open and spend your tax dollars to ship, fly, and support the United Nations invasion of the United States with military-aged males from all over the world including 24 terrorist countries. As president, I will further water down the Bill of Rights and Constitution until the planks of communism are resurrected as a new system of total law. As you can imagine, I am extremely compromised. In my private life, I have committed unspeakable atrocities against humanity, and much of that has been recorded, so please vote for me. Or don't. It doesn't matter. President Balls will be your president whether you like it or not. I'm Harry Balls, and I approve this message. And we were... You know, we were we were all devastated that one of our family members was going through this trauma. So it was like a bittersweet time at the American Liberty Awards. It was very fun, but we were missing you, you know, and and we we feel for what what you guys went are going through. And I think that making Unjected made you, like I said before, the movement grows and we all evolve and change as is needed. It it grew you and changed you to where you you wrote a book about Burn Back Better that's about 
you know, exactly what is going on there, not the false narrative. The yeah. day after, maybe two days after the fire, the globalists had a book out already. They yeah. already had a book that a guy had pre-written, ready to, I mean, it, it's so obvious. And instead of sitting on sitting down and taking it, you're like, no, I'm just going to, this is an information war. And this is one of the most important things is writing books and taking back our the power of the pen is far, far mightier than the power of the sword. And that's how they're going to lose. And I don't know how much time we got right now. Um, I think we might be coming up against a break. But I've got a bunch of questions that I want to ask you about this book. Because it's an incredible wealth of knowledge. There's things that I didn't know that I can't believe that they're getting away with. Yeah. That, um, you know, um, why don't we start, though, with. What what made you be like, I have to write this book. I have to do this. Well, you know, and well, I'll go back to what you just said, too, about injected prepare me for this moment, because I do believe that you're exactly right. You know, I was uh, fully equipped with the armor that I needed to uh, you know, step into this moment and say, um, you know, you can ostracize me or you can make fun of me or call me a conspiracy theorist, but I'm going to stand for the truth no matter what. And. Uh, it was literally day one when I knew that something was wrong. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, my 10 years here on Maui, I did spend uh, a significant amount of them uh, in Lahaina. I actually lived off of Front Street. I worked off of Front Street. I've got tons of friends and, fa- you know, what I would consider to be family. And uh, even my mom worked off of Front Street. And so she was there the day of the fire and she barely escaped. She was one of the last people out. Oh, and, the story about your mom's terrifying. Yeah. 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 And, you know, when she, you know, we were actually on the, somehow, I, I call it divine intervention, but we had in our phone calls that we were able to get to each other while she was, in, you know, in the middle of escaping and just hearing, hearing it play out with the police barricading her in and, and parading her back into the danger zone and, you know, when I when I she had finally made it home and showed me the photos that she had and, and described them, described the moment more to me. It was like, wow, this was a this was an attack. And there's not a question in my mind, let alone, you know, the the um, the sirens never went off that night of the fire, you know, over the course of two, three, four, five, six hours. They never. um released any of the sirens and you know we really dive into the book uh about that but you know hawaii has the most robust uh, alarm system on in the whole entire world and it's actually made for lava or terrorism it's tsunamis you know it's um they even state on their website it was meant for wildfire uh yet for hours they did not um release that and you know so sometimes the only people excuse me the only warning that people had was when they heard screaming outside excuse me and um so you know when she was just describing that that night coming home I, i knew that that this was uh this was an attack from the globalists and you know it was it was apparent to me and so when i started diving deeper with um stephanie perushi our our co-author uh, you know, because she was one of the first people I'd reached out to, letting her know about my mom. And it was 
it was suddenly everything off of the internet was being erased immediately. And, you know, it was like, oh, look at this, all of the pilot logs from 8-8, they're gone. Oh, look at this, all of these survivor testimonies, they're being erased as they're being published. And it was like, wow, they're, they're going to change this narrative very quickly. Um, and, you know, they built that large fence around Lahaina literally starting day two. Uh, and so, you know, once, once I saw them erecting the fence, no sirens and my mom, you know, barely making it, I was like, you know what? Um, I know that these evil people are, are, are psychopaths. We don't, you know, and we got to tell the truth no matter what. And so, you know, that was the, the, uh, just the push inside of my heart that just, you know, we have to do something about this. And then, you know, the Hawaiians, they deserve their land. Why? They're not going to have this land stolen from them. And so that really is this, you know, beyond just wanting people to have truth. It's also for, for justice. Uh, you know, yeah, it's amazing how, you know, when they get up, when they, they have their UN meetings and world economic foreign meetings, they get up there and hypocritically proclaim that wherever they are is on, ancestral land of such and such and yet maui is the testing ground for the 15-minute city in the united states they have they've got one going on right now in, in uh in that section of amsterdam uh they're taking over the netherlands they're going to do one there and they're doing one in south america and for america it's maui is is uh is ground zero for it and yeah i i I will um, make this very brief, but uh, yes, they have been for for a very long time trying to kill all of us. Uh, it started with a Fabian society. It was the Huxley brothers who, you know, were behind the whole eugenicist movement. If you follow the timeline, it does end up here. This is not by accident. And uh, I I just want to ask: uh, Is there anything beyond? The latest news that we've heard about uh, what happened, or or the evidence, when people were allowed to come back to Lahaina, uh, they started noticing even stranger things, like cars that looked like they had just been burned to a crisp by laser. Everything around it, including a tree behind it, was fine. The building was fine. And then there's that church, the Pentecostal church. You want to talk a little bit about that and any other updates um, in, in the past week or so that you've heard? Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, I think that they kept, uh, there was, a, there was an immediate media blackout on Lahaina. No one allowed to take pictures, no one allowed to do video. Uh, you know, only certain, uh, escorted people were brought into the fire zone. And I believe that's because of just what you said, the evidence was so staggering of anomalies that there was impossible for them to hide it. And so their only solution was to build a fence around the whole thing, uh, like a criminal investigation. And, you know, yes, was Lahaina a, you know, actually we got, we dive in the book, actually we call them different camps, you know, camp one, which is, this was a technology. This was an attack. Camp two is more of the Maybe it's just negligence and, you know, Lahaina was a tinderbox and, you know, it was, but there's just too many things that lined up for that day 
and then when you look at the evidence that's left over, fire that melted steel, literally what they said in their press conferences, is that's just 9-11 vibes all over again. You know, yeah. engine blocks melted out. Not even the, you know, a lot, you know, we see a lot of footage of the aluminum alloy reels, uh, rims. That's not even that big of a deal. It's the steel engine blocks that are melted out. Why? Glass, melting temperature of like 4,000 degrees. And, you know, what's more interesting is that, you know, like the aluminum that's pouring off of these cars, it should be adhered to the asphalt because asphalt has a melting temperature of 300 degrees. So it should actually be sealed on there. But you can go and you can pick up these rims like a pancake right off the street, like it was flash frozen. And there's evidence of people and animals that are frozen. They're flash frozen. And it looks like Pompeii. Everybody was in movements that they sh- that, that is impossible to, to have naturally occurred, uh, in my opinion. And so I believe that's why they kept the media out. They put up that fence because there, there was those anomalies in there uh, that. And, you, you know, in in this book, it, it shows that it's it, like it it's really to me after reading this, it's irrefutable that it wasn't a setup. First of all. Make take any good crisis, never let it go to waste. You you could be of that camp, like they're doing that. They're definitely evil. But the fact that <clears throat> Pelletier, the the guy, the same cop that was in charge of the cover up in Vegas, got promoted to be a, a chief of police, like very soon before the whole thing happened, and three or four weeks before this happened. The the governor, Josh, uh, I forget the governor's name Green. right now. But this guy, total globalist, says already says we want to make this the first 15 minute city. Mm-hmm. He releases a emergency proclamation before the emergency that gives all this sweeping power power to Pelletier, who is the known guy who covered up Vegas. And oh, I forgot in between Vegas and going to. Lahaina, um, Mr. Pelletier went to the FBI Academy to learn how to be, you know, or not the Academy, but he went to a special FBI school that they offered for uh, LEOs that are in leadership positions to get in line with whatever the FBI does. So this guy is is two week old, never changed dumpster stinking already. Just north of Austin and west of Waco, Texas, my friends and soon-to-be-your friends, Clinton and Christina Rary, offer a wide range of fresh and organic products that go straight from their farm to your table. All of their products are raised and produced using regenerative farming practices. Their animals are treated with the utmost care and respect, ensuring that they live happy and healthy lives. Fafo Farms believes that farming should be done in a way that is both environmentally and socially responsible. Fafo Farms is committed to providing their customers with the highest quality organic and ethically raised products. They are open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, 
If you live in Central Texas, schedule a pickup by calling 512-221-3245. Head on over to the farm at fafofarmstx.com, or you can find them on the X at fafofarmstx. And then you've got satellites that are right over the right over the island from from uh, from China. You have the the one of the best uh, tsunami systems in the world that didn't go off for some reason. You have the not people had to cut fences to get out of Lahaina. The people that died, we don't even know how many people are dead. It's amazing to me. It, it has that, that stayed at ninety nine, Shelby. So I believe it's now exactly 100, and you yeah, know that's which is ridiculous. It's it's statistically impossible. You know there was little there was like 240 cars just on Front Street that were melted, and you know I have friends personally that pulled 100 deceased people out of the water. What do you mean? That's one person alone that did that let alone that there's only one children or two, excuse me, two, two, two children, I believe they say passed. And there was, if it could be impossible, two children, they're more evil. It was, it was the elderly and the children that were at home that day, the least able bodied people to escape while the adults, the working class were down on front street you know, doing, doing their jobs. And then they were barricaded there while neighborhoods burned, no alarm system, uh, let alone the thousands of tourists that are in Lahaina, a hundred people. And, you know, that's also, I believe that this is like a, a, a DARPA level war game that's occurring here on Hawaii. And it, in my opinion, it seems like a kind of the psychological experiment of, can hundreds or thousands of people be dead? And can we convince the general population that it was a hundred just because an authority figure told us that? We know with our very own eyes that that is a lie. So are they just, you know, doing what they do? Practice makes perfect. Let's use Maui as a little Petri dish. We'll put the magnifying glass over the ants and we'll see what they do. Um, after we destroy their town, let's build the riot fence just in case, you know, let's, you know, they, they planned this out orchestrated, like you said, the, the proclamations before. And so, the, yeah, the body count is the biggest discrepancy and, and that continues. And especially now that Josh Green, uh, just this week, he said that there's going to be a, he literally calls it the settlement fund. Uh, and so if you lost somebody in the fire, they'll give you a million dollars. And the fund only had exactly enough for the 100 people. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It, and, you know, Maui had thousands of migrant workers that were not on a census. They were not English speakers. They lived 20 people to a home. They, they're if they have living survivors, they're going to be too also scared because of being deported to talk about their experience. Let alone, I don't believe the government counts them at all because why would they? They weren't on our U.S. census, so they're just 
literally vaporized. They've been vaporized and now they don't have to count them because there's no body to hide anyways. You know, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but when they when they cleaned up San Francisco. Now, this, I'm going to take us on a jag here, but when they cleaned up San Francisco last week in one night, they went in and they cleaned. They took all they cleaned. Yeah, they took all the humanity out of there and no one knows where these people went. And they said it was all people with white vans, like a yeah. bunch of white vans yeah. went and took people away. They're and still trying to find a lot of a lot of the people that were removed. So, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I can't. But it sure it doesn't add up. And that is all I need to know is that it doesn't add up to look into it. And if you look, I I mean, of course, these people have been doing this for years and it's business as usual for them. And now the public's freaking hyper alert to all of it, which is great. And I love how you're leading. You're a leader in this fight. And you're putting yourself out there on the line, and that takes courage, and I commend you for that. And, and um, you know, I want to thank you very much for writing this book because it, it, um, it when you get, when you read this book, you can see that there's, I don't know how many how many eyewitness accounts are in here, like thirty. Oh yeah, it's just countless, it, and then you know, it's all cited in the back too, which is one thing that's really interesting is like most of the people that we have cited back here, I don't know if you can see that, but that'll take you to all the interviews and some of them already censored, deleted, gone. So, you know, we transcribed these before they were erased off the internet forever. It's, it's insane. I've been, I've been amazed because I've been seeing a lot of videos that I, I saw from 10 years ago about how the globalists are and the tricks that they pull and people don't know. They're like, look at this new video. So, you know, what happened in freedom, California with those, with those, was it, was it free? Do I have the name wrong? Paradise? Was it free? The wildfires that went through and the same anomalies happened where there was aluminum melted like that. Mm -hmm. Um, we know that they're they have technology that we don't know about and they're using and it's it's almost like um this book gives the general public the ability to be like no that's not true mm-hmm. you know it and so that's um it's it's actually talking about it all right now and like like talking about it with you it's kind of, it's very scary to me because these people they don't care. They're going for broke. And we have people that are, are supposed to be there protecting us that obviously put us in harm's way, tried to kill people, corralled them into Lahaina so they couldn't get out. And they're still in power. And that has to end. That has to end. And us locally doing it, you doing it locally here is an example that we all need to follow. Um, yeah. that's, that's exactly our hope is, you know, this was the globalists use this as a giant blueprint of their evil, nefarious plans. But we can use this as a blueprint to say we've had a fucking enough of yes. you killing us and murdering us in the name of disaster capitalism 
you know, it's, it's easier to kill people than to deal with them. And that's yep. what they're doing. And, you know, we can't even get into the mind. They're not human as far as I'm concerned. So we can't even try to justify why they do it. We just know they are doing it. And there's no, you know, we just got to find, you know, karmically, what do they do? They put everything out in the open for us to consent to it. And we actually consent to the evilness all of the time in their symbolism and their hidden, uh, you know, ways that they reveal the, what they're up to. And so it's just up to us to, to look at the bigger picture and go, okay, something is way more orchestrated here. This is a grand design and let's just read between the lines and let's, we're not going to consent to it anymore. We're not going to consent to your evil. And, you know, that's how we, we take these down, these people down is with knowledge. And, you know, we won't be able to wake up everybody, but we need to wake up enough people to say, you know, this, you know, maybe I don't know anything about Lahaina, but this could be my town next. This could be any town anywhere. And, you know, I think that's why they started with Maui was just because it was, 2,500 miles out in the ocean. And, you know, it was the perfect place to cut off communications, see what happens. And, you know, practice makes perfect. So I, I, I implore people, you know, what does this disaster mean for the rest of us? And it's to say enough is enough. And we got to stop these people because, you know, it's not building back better. It's, burning back better they're, they're burning us into wherever they want us to go like little ants to be exterminated it really you know it's a it's a microcosm or macrocosm of what's happening in palestine in a way how they're mm-hmm. ethnically cleansing that area and no matter what what side you're on gaza strip used to be tense they themselves improved their lot in their situation and built 10, 15 story apartment buildings where you could see the glow of Gaza from Tel Aviv. And they couldn't have that. They couldn't have it. <clears throat> They're trying to do that in in Maui. And actually, since the Maui fire, um, within the last three months, they announced in Cleveland that Cleveland is going to be a 15 minute city. And Cleveland The thing is, though, is Cleveland has from downtown Cleveland, which is downtown to uptown, which is where the universities and the museums are. There's 100 blocks. Those 100 blocks used to be all houses. It's all devastated because of the economic, the economic, just uh, economic devastation that happened to Cleveland. And so they've taken that area. And that's how they devastated and cleaned it out. And they're going to rebuild all these these. And if you look how they're building the spaces, it's it's mixed space buildings, basically. So you have stores in the bottom, apartments above, you know, and you never have to leave five or six block area. And it's they're already doing it all over, actually. But Maui is where they're like scorched earth. We can do this. And when Oprah and The Rock came out and it was immediate like that. And we know Oprah is is nostrils deep into Satan, Satanism and globalism. What happened was our side, our our people in our community and our movement 
there was such a blowback that Rock came out and apologized for doing that and rescinded. He didn't want to be part of it because we made them feel that. This book's book makes the globalists know and makes them feel that. And that's what we all have to do. Good evening, my fellow Americans. My name is Harry Balls, and I want to be your next president. As the candidate to become President Balls, I want to bring you the truth of my platform and projection for the next four years. As president, I will partner with the military-industrial complex, our compromised intelligence agencies, and the foreign influences dominating our economy to subjugate American citizens. I will embolden a surveillance state that will broadcast the private lives of American citizens as they attempt to belittle the power of the federal government. As president, I will divide the nation into tribal warfare based on race and foment civil war. I will also bring back unrelenting inflation and lockdowns as we vaccinate the public through strict mandatory programs that will implant a microchip into every citizen. To please my partners in the World Economic Forum and various globalist think tanks, I will further attack the nuclear family and prepare to send your children into the nightmare of a national draft as I escalate World War III. I will continue to keep the borders open and spend your tax dollars to ship, fly, and support the United Nations invasion of the United States with military-aged males from all over the world including 24 terrorist countries. As president, I will further water down the Bill of Rights and Constitution until the planks of communism are resurrected as a new system of total law. As you can imagine, I am extremely compromised. In my private life, I have committed unspeakable atrocities against humanity, and much of that has been recorded, so please vote for me. Or don't. It doesn't matter. President Balls will be your president whether you like it or not. I'm Harry Balls, and I approve this message. Just north of Austin and west of Waco, Texas, my friends and soon-to-be your friends, Clinton and Christina Rary, offer a wide range of fresh and organic products that go straight from their farm to your table. All of their products are raised and produced using regenerative farming practices. Their animals are treated with the utmost care and respect, ensuring that they live happy and healthy lives. Fafo Farms believes that farming should be done in a way that is both environmentally and socially responsible. Fafo Farms is committed to providing their customers with the highest quality organic and ethically raised products. They are open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5. If you live in Central Texas, schedule a pickup by calling 512-221-3245. Head on over to the farm at fafofarmstx.com or you can find them on the X at fafofarmstx. Much like other recent fires, such as Paradise, California, 
There have been several anomalies involving the recent fires in Maui. In the middle of an area untouched by fire, a random car with melted glass and melted aluminum alloy wheels and NORAD-tracked CCP satellites directly above all three fires at the time of ignition. Many people are saying it's directed energy weapons, and we are not getting any answers from our criminal government. The people of Lahaina have been given access back into their neighborhood, and there are more of these anomalies being discovered. A viral video of the Lahaina Pentecostal Church shows what appears at first glance to be an electrical fire in the ceiling. But how is everything in the church pristine, except for a portion of the roof seam and the wall at one end? Many are saying this looks like a laser cut through the roof. There is an area with just a few buildings that have been totally devastated by fire, while everything surrounding them has been untouched. It is unclear as to how these random buildings caught fire. And obviously the building next door is fully intact, no structural damage, no fire damage whatsoever. And then you have this building here. Uh, you can see the scuba tanks in there. This was a, one of the dive shops. You can see it's completely and utterly burned from the inside out. And there are automobiles in untouched areas that somehow completely burned out, once again, with melted glass and aluminum. All right, a little parking lot, gravel. Everything's looking good. Those cars are probably working somewhere. These have been here for a while. But then this thing, and I know it didn't get moved here because you can still see the scorch marks on the building. Okay, so how'd this thing catch fire? Scorch marks, right? It was definitely burning right here. Just a random car fire, random truck fire. Okay, look at this, look at this. How could this car? Okay, the building is perfectly fine. We got a concrete parking lot, right? I mean, even the trees are still good. And yet we got this guy. I mean, this car has melted, bro. This thing got absolutely melted. I mean, there's nothing. Someone probably threw that water bottle in there, but look at this thing, man. Now talk to me, people, somebody, not a conspiracy theorist, but somebody that understands something about fires, tell me, in the midst of this fire, is there an ember that's big enough that could float over here incinerate this car, melt it, and nothing else around it. I don't think it was moved here, right? I don't think it was moved here. That's just tripping me out. How'd it catch fire? What happened? I don't even see flame marks back there. I see, I see marks here. If you're watching this, after you, after you, it, after you can get the book and read it, then you are fortified with the knowledge where that is the weaponry that we have now in today's world because the pen is far mightier than the sword and they want us to pick up the sword and we're just not going to do it because we have God's light on our side, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and thank you for, for, for being a, a trumpet of God's voice. It's, it's in, in everything you're doing. I don't want to, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to like embarrass you. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you. That's really kind. And I, you know, it's been, um, 
it's like a lot of labors of love. Uh, and, you know, it, it's telling the truth is not sunshine and rainbows and fucking glitter and unicorns. It's uh, it's totally intense. It lays, you know, you can lay up in your bed at night thinking about what's going on in the world. Um, but, you know, that's why we all do this, right? Because we, um, we have bigger fights to fight. And um, any battles yeah. that we leave uh, now, it will just fall at the feet of our children. And, um, you know, that's, that's not why I'm here is to leave things worse for them. So I know I, I really appreciate it and everything that you guys are doing to help keep, keep the story going and, and keep the, the truth and the light out there. You know, uh, um, so, so Shelby, you put a lot of effort into doing what you do and you put a lot of effort into putting this book together. What, what do you want to happen? What do you need? How can I help you? How can John help you? How can we all help you? And what what do you want to see happen? What do you want this book to do, basically? Well, I you know, like I mentioned, I, I hope that this book helps give the Hawaiians our land back. You know, what what people don't know and what we, we just scratch the surface on in the book is that Hawaii is a stolen, annexed land. It was taken uh, by gunpoint and was never you know, appropriately created as a, a U.S. state. You know, it was it was stolen. And Maui, Lahaina specifically, these are ancestral generational lands that were held by these Hawaiians. And they deserve to have that land back and not to have corporations that can, you know, come and redevelop this burned, scorched earth, uh, take it from them. And, you know, one thing that is frightening is like, even in this digitalized world, these Hawaiians that have lost their homes or their earth um, on the, you know, it, they're, um, they've gone to go get their documents back. And now that everything is uh, online or digitalized, they're actually getting their birth certificates or things back as uh, they've removed Hawaiian from their ethnicity and they'll put Asian mix. And so like, this is how deep this is going is that they burned the land and they're actually trying to take away their generational lineage, their, identity. DNA, their DNA and identity. And um, so that's really what I, you know, I, you know, knowledge is one part for everybody to learn these, the, the globalist plan, but you know, in, in my heart, I, I hope that this book can give the local people and the Hawaiian people and uh, the courage uh, and, and the power to say, we're going to take our land back for once and for all. And, um, you know, you're not going to do this to us. So that's what I pray comes from this book. And um, just for anybody who's listening, just to keep Maui um, in your thoughts and, and in your conversation, because, you know, the 24 hour news cycle forgot about us, but this is continuing and the, you know, the recovery process has just began and, you know, Lahaina won't be rebuilt maybe ever, or if not for five, 10 plus years. So, uh, you know, these continuing parts are what's going to reveal also the next, you know, stage of the, of their plans or what they want to do with people when they're displaced or what, what happens now. So, um, Gosh, I'm rambling now, but yeah, just just uh, keeping. Well, I, I you inspire me. Thank you. I love you, sister. Uh, it's and you know what? To give you inspiration, look into Dresden after World War II. 
because okay. Dresden, they rebuilt and it is amazing. And it mm-hmm. all happened in about 10 years, you know? Yes. So if okay. we stay on it, you know, there's no way that they can push it on us. And I, I think yeah. this if really gives the Hawaiian stuff. people a reason to reclaim their land. I mean, this, this was a uh, crime against humanity once it's yeah. all going to be said and done. And once these people are arrested, because the entire plan by the globalists is insane. When you yeah. take the thousand foot view of the whole thing, it only makes sense to somebody w- that is a raving lunatic, uh, narcissist, billionaire, uh, <laughs> sociopath. And at the end of the day, you know, I mean, they can't even figure out basic things like, okay, so if you put everybody in 15-minute cities and stop progress and, uh, you know, innovation and, and, and capitalism and, you know, the freedom that we have that has fueled everything for us to be the, the greatest country on earth. Um, and now you put everybody in their, in their little buildings and keep them within 15 minutes. How are you going to continue to be a billionaire? First of all, how, how, where's your money going to be coming from? You you know, and how's it going to even be worth anything if you turn it into digital credits? It it won't, it, it, none of this makes sense, but for them, They've had this thing, like I had mentioned earlier about the Fabian Society, they've, they've had this eugenicist movement going on for so long uh, through their snobbery and through their sociopathic psycho-tendencies. Psycho they, they're now unleashing all of this on us because those people that were the, the students of the true eugenicists are now in their 80s. And before they die, they want to see all these things happen. Mm-hmm. And... But if you take a step back and realize, and I say this to the Hawaiian people, if you, if you start getting ready now to take, go ahead and take Hawaii back, because mm-hmm. when you put Josh Green up uh, in front of the law and you put that mayor up and you put all the people that are going to be held responsible once we get back to some kind of normalcy, you have every right now to take your land back and take your country back. And, um, you know, uh, the curse of Lono will happen. And uh, the, the Hawaiian people will, they, every, unfortunately this event happened and, and it's tragic. And all of those children died and all those elderly people, all those beautiful people were just murdered by these people. And, and they're murdering us too, uh, you know, on, on, in the United States as well. But, um, and, and, you know, it's not, it's not, everything happens for a reason. And, uh, just, let's just all make sure that we know how to grab on to what that reason is and to be ready for it in the future when we take our country back and our laws back and, and the power back from these psychopaths. And, uh, and I, I want to thank you so much, Shelby, for being on and, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, be in touch and uh, we'll have an update from you soon. And uh, awesome. is there anything you want to say, Frank, before we go? No, I love both you guys. And I love everybody watching. God bless. Love you guys. Appreciate it so much. All right. Well, thanks so much, Shelby. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Aloha.